So I guess what I'm saying is I maybe am a little grumpy today. Oh, um, wow. And a little punchy. Yeah. Luckily, we have a fantastic album that um, really, I'm sure, made both of us so happy and is so fulfilling and just like really feeds the soul. Really you know? uh, lifted my spirit. There's so much to say about this modern world. A piece of art that just made me feel like lofty humanist sentiments. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Just really took me there. Yes. <laughs> this fish in my favorite camp's fire treat was it mackerel s'more it's think outside the box set <laughs> the internet's only outrage <laughs> stream machine. of consciousness intro <laughs> <laughs> stream of consciousness i came up with that joke hours ago i just wanted to say mackerel s'more <laughs> and then of course yeah I, had- I mean that's the general effect of this uh of this album yeah just um uh, po- pointlessly bad. <laughs> There's just more of it. Yeah, it's just like it's equally as welcome and equally as delicious as a fish arbitrarily shoved into a sandwich of graham cracker and chocolate and marshmallow. Yeah. Yes, and I'm no Maddie one Hunt. asked for this. Yeah, no one asked for I'm this. I'm Cameron Dewitt. We covered uh, Macklemore a few years ago. Yeah, it's been um, a while now. Yeah, I was it maybe even pre-pandemic. I'm, I'm not sure, oh, or shit. maybe at the very beginning stages of it. I don't know. It was when uh, and you're, we, you're we, still hosting it with uh, your now dead co-host. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, good riddance. Good riddance. Uh, we we did one follow-up um, since then, mm-hmm. and uh, I think did we? Or maybe or maybe not. Maybe there wasn't a follow-up. Maybe this is the first one because I think was it Jim and I came out in 2017. It's been a while, I think. Um, let's see. And to clarify, we we made a um, we You're right. Jim we covered I. all of Macklemore and Macklemore and Ryan Lewis's studio right. albums. Mm-hmm. No mixtapes, if I remember right. Although some of them were basically glorified mixtapes early right. on. Right. Exactly. And uh, but we're we're focusing on the career of Macklemore and. Um, including the stuff that Ryan Lewis wasn't a part of. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because it, I think it is a weird, a weird decision that he was in the, the artist title. Um, oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Um, Cause he's a producer. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I don't remember if we talked about it cause it might've been like five or six years ago that we talked about Macklemore. Cause I think Gemini was, still fairly recent when we talked about it maybe wow yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> this yeah so this album is called ben it sure um, is more macklemore his name ben yes ben haggerty um, is that right uh something like that yeah, yeah. i don't know <laughs> who cares, who cares? <laughs> who the fuck cares? <laughs> yes benjamin hammond uh, haggerty Pro- or um, professor macklemore I, there were a couple mo I, I tried my best to be objective. <laughs> there were a couple moments that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, 
I just can't get away from the fact that at this point I am listening in bad faith. Um, it is really hard for me to have a, an objective experience. <laughs> Every time he does something a little distasteful, um, I'm just like, yeah, of course, fuck that guy. <laughs> Cause I, I'm so like disgusted with this. Like, yes. he's not even that bad. You know, he's just like, he's bad. He's boring. Like he shouldn't right. even deserve that much. Like feeling. Yes, but, exactly. Um, he's really gotten under my skin. <laughs> If he were worse, like, insane clown posse, he'd be more interesting, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because, <laughs> um, you know, at least yeah. he'd be, like, weirder, too, probably, if he were worse. But he's just, like, he's just, like, so aggressively, like, uh, just, like, generic white boy shit. Yeah. Like... His, his messaging is, is all over the place. It totally um, is, which yeah. I, I think it's really interesting if we're comparing white rappers, if we're talking about the difference between Macklemore and Eminem mm-hmm. and even Aesop Rock, who Macklemore has like subtweeted in his songs before. Um, like Eminem has done some incredibly distasteful things and um, has made some bad art. Mm-hmm. Um, but Remember that one album where he just like inexplicably had a weird like. <laughs> faux accent that he was doing he did it in like a like a Jar Jar Binks voice yeah yeah he did for a minute and then he talked about it in his next album apparently he was like high on pills while I made that album so you don't say Uh, you know as much as I like dislike a lot of what Eminem has done um, I respect his there's a kind of integrity uh, where I feel like his his messaging has been like he's kind of stayed the same mm-hmm. and like has maybe grown in some ways, but he's growing with the I don't know he's the same person. There's an integrity there, right. and I kind of appreciate that. Um, and and I think other rappers have also appreciated that about him because there have been some things that he has done uh, as a lyricist, as a as an artist, as a musician that people have looked up to um, and really respect. And I appreciate that he's like, I belong here. I understand that I'm white and that's complicated, but I have been accepted and I accept my acceptance and I think mm-hmm. I deserve it. And I really appreciate that about him. And Macklemore is fucking all over the place. And there is, there is even in uh, for this album, there is an interview where they're like, Hey, how do you feel about being a white rapper? And uh, he said something about, like, uh, I'm... Well, let's see if we can find it. We'll just actually listen to the sound sample. Um, (laughs) Because we should listen to his words about it. Macklemore, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, guest in rap, I think. Um, Let's see. Can we find the video? Okay. I think I found it. How do you look at that, being yeah. a white rapper in hip-hop that's a predominantly black genre, and oftentimes people say, you're true. a guest. And you agree? Mm-hmm. Wow. How do you Incredible. take that statement? I think it's true. Uh, it is true. And I agree. Hmm. You, if you look at the origin of where from hip-hop came from, and, and what was happening in New York City, and what was happening in the Bronx, and the way that black people and people of color have been treated historically in America from the jump. Um, 
this was a music that was birthed out of oppression. Hip hop is inclusive, so there's always been an open door to a certain extent. In certain moments, it was a little bit harder to push it open. Yeah, back that's, in the nineties. That's 90s, his quote. And I am a guest. Yeah, respect guest. Doesn't matter how good we get. Yeah. Doesn't matter how yes. great Eminem is. But I, we're but I still feel like hundred <laughs> percent is. He's like associating himself with Eminem, and I think, and I think there are probably like a lot of rappers uh, who are just like, do not associate yourself with Eminem. Like, mm-hmm. you're not as good as Eminem, or haven't done as much good stuff. Um, if if you two were going to be in a freestyle battle, Eminem would wipe the floor with you. Yeah, and absolutely. like, I I think that there's a. Um, uh, I think he has like a chip on his shoulder in a way that just like Eminem hasn't. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and at the end of the day, I kind of like respect that more. Cause he's like, yeah, I'm a guest, but also M's a guest. And he's like trying to like uh, simultaneously bring Eminem down to his level and also raise himself up to Eminem's <laughs> yes. level by association. <laughs> That's why we call um, him the great equalizer. Feels- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It feels like kind of it feels kind of gross to me. Um, yeah. And in this album, he is uh, his messaging is all over the place. He's just like, I totally belong here. I'm going to like um, make my braggadocious like rap songs, and I'm going to talk about how hood I am. Yes. Um, he basically has a song where he's like, to- "I'm pretty much black." You know, just so you all know, I'm pretty much <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And and then he has this like total like um, corporate sellout songs in the front mm-hmm. half of the album, and then he has some like uh, um, conscious rapper stuff that yes. he does that like like he talks in his about early God. discography. Yes, he discovered yeah. death. He's like, oh my god, people die. So Human beings die. Apparently, he he did have a relapse in uh, the pandemic um, from like doing drugs doing pills or or whatever Mm -hmm. and he almost died oh Um, i didn't realize he like almost died yeah so you know i want to like respect his like journey with you know addiction and also i don't really know how to talk about it but i can also at the same time be like i'm not very moved by your artistic representation of (laughs) of your journey even if your journey is important i don't like the art you made about it exactly and he has this quote about it um I think that pain is a catalyst for great art, he said. I don't want to inflict the pain on myself anymore to make art. It's not like I need to self-sabotage in order to create, but I think that it created some darker, more honest and vulnerable moments on the album. I doubt it. I mean, there is some... He he does get darker, I guess, than he has on previous albums, because he didn't talk about, like, ODing and, like, addiction as much, but it's just... it's. uh, I don't know. He, it's that faux, like, um, the faux humility thing yeah. of like, oh, I'm just a guest here. When he, It's similar because he's like, I think that pain is a catalyst for great art, he says. Abstract statement. Yeah. But sure. clearly the implication is, and especially, and then he starts talking about his own pain. Clearly the implication is that he thinks this album is great art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it just, I'm sorry, Ben, it ain't. It just yeah, isn't. This is a, this is a, uh, this is pop music. Yeah. Um, with some little nice moments. Um, I think, and this is complicated, 
but I think the best thing that he does is sub- subversive um, subversive swagger mm. um, where he um, is doing a like I'm so cool but he's doing it in these like um, kind of underhanded ways like where he's talking about um, I'm gonna steal, steal your grandma your grandpa's style mm. or mm-hmm. clothes or whatever he says yeah. in the thrift shop like um, I think that's him at his cleverest and at his best where he's bragging about being a weirdo. Um, And I think that's when he's at his most effective. I think that's why he got famous um, Mm -hmm. is, and, and, and there's like, you know, some weird stuff about that. Uh, But I, I, I think that's when he's in his element when he's not taking himself too seriously, but he's enjoying being, being weird and um, leaning into that. I think Mm -hmm. that's also when he gets the cleverest too. And when he's, rhymes are the best and when his flow is the best unfortunately and, this uh, album is a pretty little much, bit yeah this album is pretty much all himself like taking himself way too seriously yeah which is not like stuff that people ever liked about grime. Macklemore. <laughs> yeah, yeah totally nobody ever likes there's, there's that. like half a verse in grime that's like okay this is kind of fun and then it goes back into like i want to talk about the opioid <laughs> epidemic it's like come on they're so expensive he says at one point <laughs> uh, yeah i mean yeah, yeah i guess <laughs> <laughs> well um should we should we do oof. it yeah let's let's, let's do, do it. it let's talk chant. about chant all let's caps. chant at each other Every every song title is all caps, and the album title is all caps. So, just so y'all know, he's shouting at us. Twenty k deep, better pull out your phones. Turning the arena to believers. Every time I hit the ceiling, ain't nobody ever touching my show. Look at what we started. Look at where we got to. Almost OD that night in the hospital. Wasn't gonna die. More life in the arsenal. Got another shot to pull off the impossible. Fighter, you can't take my voice from me. I will So, this is that song that fe- it, I believe this is Tones and I, which is had that dance monkey song. Oh, yes. I don't know I, this one. Uh, you might recognize it if you heard it. I, I heard it so many times. Um, I was road tripping with my friend through Ireland in 2020 and. Um, he had a playlist where this song kept coming up over and over again. Uh, do you know the song? I'll skip forward. Mm, I don't know. Bye. And now I beg to see you dance just one more time. Ooh, I see you, see you, see you every time. And all my I forgot about the singing. Like yeah. Ooh, Let's get to the chorus. Say, say. I, I've never heard this. Oh, really? Okay. Um, it's kind of earwormy, but I, am, it, I find her singing really grating. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, I, I, like I it. forgot about this moment in the culture when it was just like uh, popular to have like a little bit of like Joanna Newsom or Bjork like affectation mm-hmm. in the voice, especially for like female vocalists. 
And it was like, that's a cool thing to do. For And then everyone was like, ah, never mind, never mind. <laughs> Forget I said anything. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. I'll shut up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's the, the guest vocalist in the song. And she's not okay. doing that whole shtick that she does in the, in the single Dance Monkey. She's keeping right. it a little bit more mainstream. Um, yeah, but... It's still, yeah, not not a huge fan of her. So this is what he has to say about the song. Chant is about the human spirit. It's about <laughs> resilience. It's about facing fear, pushing through, and reminding yourself and the world who you really are. But only if you uh, are really Macklemore. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's about the, uh, the, the spirit of the human Macklemore. Yes, exactly. Who fucked music one time. Uh, yeah, don't forget. Don't forget. Um, Put a pin in that. He fucks another concept a little bit. <laughs> we'll, we'll yes, talk about he that. does. Um, <laughs> and it's so uh, great. Such an advisable songwriting on. choice. <laughs> it's almost too uh, defensible. This song is a bit of rebirth. Macklemore tells Rolling Stone, I wanted to challenge myself, get through moments of writer's block, and capture the spirit of what it's like to overcome something, push through it, and get up the next day and do it again. Um, this song is incredibly bland. Um, yeah. And I understand that he has a blank check uh, and that he can have something important happen to him. And then he gets to, you know, first thought, best thought it. Um, yes, exactly. I think it's a little sad <laughs> um, yeah. because, uh, you know, something important happened to you. And mostly you're talking about how you, you're selling out stadiums. Um, <laughs> yes. And and he keeps talking about throughout the album, like how how good his shows are, and you, you know his stadium shows are, and um, just being an energy vampire for these like thousands of people, um, and uh, how edifying it is. I'm just like ah, I don't know. Has anyone really enjoyed a stadium show? <laughs> like, are yeah. these really yeah that fulfilling? I mean, I guess maybe sometimes they are, but like. Um, I think I've only been to I one, know. and it was not really enjoyable. I saw then, I saw Van know, Halen I, at the I, Rose Garden in two thousand four. It was are you fine. Serious? Yes, I did. <laughs> I saw Sigur Rose, who I love, uh, at the Man um, in in Philly. They are such and an I odd choice for a stadium band. Sigur Rose as a stadium yeah. band. It wasn't really a stadium, but it was like a you know like a a big out. It's kind of a stadium. It's outdoor, like, lawn show. You know, there mm. were thousands of people there. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this band is better when I'm, like, making out so- with someone in my shitty car. Yes. <laughs> in the aughts. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> like, this This isn't what it needs to be. Like, yeah. And I feel like for, for Macklemore, it's just like, are you really getting energy from these people? Like, they're so far away. Um, they're, mm-hmm. And they're the kind of people who go to stadiums. <laughs> You know? Yes, like. exactly. <laughs> God. Wow. And that's a very that's a very bitchy thing of you yes, to say. Yes, it is, but I love it. I support your bitchiness, um, Cameron. Okay, thanks. Um and then yeah, just all this talk about how he's a, a fighter or tones and I as a fighter. Um mm-hmm. I don't know. This, There's a lot of like singing this is a, singing on his behalf in this album. Yeah. Yes. This is a, a project your own meaning onto it. Um, yeah. Song. Except it's in the verses, it's like so specific to him. Well, yeah. 
got my own Nike's no Nike ID. Um, I don't know what that means. Um, like he's not a Nike employee. What? Mike McLemore is referring to his Air Jordan 6s available in clay and cactus, which he designed in collaboration with Nike in 2014. Uh, my collaboration with Jordan ranks with all the amazing things that I have done with music. <laughs> wow, he's definitely to do says, through music. He yeah. says that he's done amazing things with music. Like, as yeah. in fucking it. Yeah. Pretty amazing thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, yeah, this is a pretty distasteful. <laughs> song it's pretty annoying uh and then he starts his album like this and then he goes on to talk about how actually sort of like small scale and vulnerable and scrappy he is it's like come on man yes exactly (laughs) god never played the game to be a contestant never joined the league to ride benches the winds hit different when they don't expect it i mean yeah you can't ceiling can't hold us again yes basically uh, you are. You did it once. You did your industry, baby. Uh, drop it. We don't. God. His lyrics are so fucking boring. I'm not a businessman. I got children, man. I treat my city like it is my fam. He's he's referencing. He also keeps talking about. I, go ahead. Is I think it's a Jay Z lyric where he's like, "I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man," which man. is like yeah. so much more clever and interesting and fun than anything in this entire yeah. album. That one line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite jokes yeah. I made several years ago was, I'm not a garbage man. I'm a garbage man. <laughs> and then I threw my gender in the trash. <laughs> I, I truly was garbage at it. Uh, well, I don't feel like talking about No Bad Days or 1984. I feel like maybe we should talk about Maniac. I kind of want to talk about 1984 real quick. Okay, let's talk about 1984. Great. You know, 1984, that proverbial watchword for good times. You, you say the word, you say the time, 1984, instantly people are like, oh yes, the good life. That's the association we all have with it. So fucking weird, Cameron. Yeah, what, what a... Um, 1985. Yeah, like, oh, is he going to talk on. about the panop- panopticon? Yeah, like <laughs> Big know? Brother. Um yeah. You know, room 202 or whatever it is. The two minutes hate. Um, you ca- I mean, you could have easily done 1985. It is the primary association. Yeah. Yes. He even, like, he even sets up a rhyme for 1985 at one point and then says 1984. <laughs> he says, we're in the bridge. We're running out of time. 1984. <laughs> <laughs> That's a yeah. that, that's a Macklemore near rhyme right there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, um, yeah, you know who else did this recently is the like uh, Wonder Woman sequel, which mm-hmm. was fucking terrible. I heard um, it was really bad. I thought it was really bad for a lot of reasons. Um, <clears throat> uh, but 
uh, mostly because of all the rape that happens in the movie. <laughs> I remember you telling me about uh, that, I think, on our weekly mini show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, anyway, um, they, they, they name it Wonder Woman 1984, and it doesn't have anything to do with, uh, with, with surveillance or um, techno-fascism or mm-hmm. anything like that or um, double-think. You know, it's... Um, yeah, uh, it just is like we want it to be an '80s uh, aesthetic, and 1984 is the most iconic '80s date. But I guess in terms of like the number itself, even though it was written in the '40s, I right. think 1948. Uh, you know, yeah. So he just inverted the last two numbers of the year it was written. It's um, pretty fun. It's yeah, pretty fun little cute little device. thing to do, Georgie. Yeah. Yeah, um, so this is a stupid song. Yes, it's really dumb. And it's like, it is very clearly intentionally trying to sound like a generic like 80s pop song, kind of. It's like, we're going to like do a throwback yeah. to a generic, we're going to like have a kind of a vibe. It's not going to really sound like it, but it's going to sort of try to evoke a little bit uh, a generic 80s pop song. Yeah. And... Barely. Barely. It, it, it's just like, Why? <laughs> <laughs> that music is still around. You can listen to Tears yeah. for Fears or Duran Duran anytime you want. Right. Literally, <laughs> it's never been easier to do. It's never this been more accessible. This is the laziest form, the laziest form of, of nostalgia. Just like, remember this? M- remember? Um, remember this? You guys like uh, this, I right? understand this at a deep level. Uh, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that. Have you heard the song um, Emo Girl? No. By Machine Gun Kelly. And I believe like... Um, Willow, like Willow Smith is in it. I'm going to oh. play it real quick. Uh-huh. Um, Mor- Morgan Harris, my bandmate, introduced uh, <laughs> our band to this on uh, uh, one of our many, many drives um, between gigs um, where we're trying to fill the time and enjoy each other's company. <laughs> uh, and the uh, prosody of the chorus is what... Um, Morgan pointed out, and I think you'll see what I mean. Okay. The mirror in her bedroom, die high fishnets and some black boots, nose pierced with the cigarette perfume, half dead, but she still looks so cute. She is a monster in disguise, and she knows all the words to the trap songs, takes pics with the cherry red lipstick, says she only dates guys with the big. Here it goes. <laughs> what the fuck? An emo All I girl. Want is emo girl. <laughs> it's the stupidest thing. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, like that song similarly, like it's the concept of an emo girl and some of the ideas in there totally fit but then it's like she knows all the words to the trap songs excuse me yeah <laughs> like that's not emo at all uh, e- emo at all uh, and then like only wants to date guys with a big dick um is the implied lyric it's like right. that's has nothing to do with being emo yeah. in any way that's just sort of um patriarchy yes <laughs> which exactly. i guess hypothetically some emo girls could feel that way but that's not like part of the image yeah 
That's so fucking If anything, weird. it's like being attracted to guys who don't have big dick energy. Right. Yeah, exactly. To the moody, mopey, um, Zach Barf types from um, Garden State or whatever. <laughs> that was very popular. And- 1984. 1984. God, a, is that what just that really guy sounds like? Machine Gun Kelly? What an yeah. awful, uh, just grating voice. Speaking of grating voices, wow, that was rough to listen to. <laughs> Oof. Anyway. Well, I have a meeting at 1230. Yes. <laughs> uh, which songs have, are yeah. important to talk about? We should have a better conversation about yes. this. Um, I think maybe we should talk about Maniac. Right. Uh, Heroes and Grime. Um and then tears mm-hmm. and Let's maybe God's see. will. There's just so much music in this that is w- on some level worth talking about. If we're going to make an album uh, review episode mm-hmm. about this album. Um, I don't know. What yeah, are your it's just like, I don't know. Where's the, which one is the one where he's like, Oh, it's heroes. Yeah. The one where he's like, I'm basically, let's skip black. to heroes. Okay. Let's do that one. Yeah. Um, let's do that. Yes. Okay. Heroes. Live as a kid, shit, but me, man, I wanted to be a band. Wanted to kick it with the people living in the band. The one third and James by the fountain where they panhandle. Running from the cops, pulling scandals. Those were my heroes. Pick up the mic, put your money where your mouth is. Doing petty crimes back in the days. Too much old eat. Gypsy off the whiskey. Pick up the mic, the mic, the mic. The, the, I do like hearing scratching. I think this is maybe his best song on this album, <laughs> which is saying something. Yes. <laughs> uh, musically, the the production is lovely, and I love mm-hmm. the samples, and I love the scratching. It's really fun. I think his his flow is the best on this song as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't love the rhetorical goals of this song. Right. Um, But I think he executes it well, ultimately. Mm -hmm. Like, it's fun to... I enjoyed listening to it just on a musical level. Right, yeah. Because he's actually rapping and he's actually rhyming. Um, Right. He's... Remember early on in his discography and then throughout the rest of his discography, how just like lazy he is about rhyming it's like like that's like one of the main reasons to do hip-hop is the the pleasure the linguistic pleasure of rhyming um Mm -hmm. and setting up rhyme schemes and the way that rhythm like uh rhyming creates rhythm and Mm -hmm. accent um that's like the musicality and the culture in this, you know, that's, that's the craft. And he just hates doing that. Yes, he's just he so does. lazy. And he <laughs> actually does that in this song in a, in a, in a passable way. And it's like, Oh, this is fun. Yes. <laughs> he's actually doing something. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> um, there's some like fun imagery, like steal the pancakes off your plate. And then I'm robbing you at Denny's. <laughs> like that's, I don't know, fun and fun and funny. Yeah. Um, this, that's verse two, elsewhere in verse two, um, I was rolling around with a 40 ounce of malt, I think he pronounces it drink, to rhyme with All Saints, the previous line, 40 ounce of malt drink, posted up in front of the 7-Eleven all day, 
My heroes didn't look like yours. My heroes didn't look like yours. Nah, nah. They didn't work a nine to five. They worked a five to four. Woke up at three and recorded more. See, my heroes died of overdoses riding for the culture. Mine tied to psychosis, all the lies in showbiz. My heroes shot dope and inhaled blow in their noses. Got locked up, got out and did some more shit. <laughs> wow. What, what a, it's the most boring way to describe that. Got locked up, got out and did some more shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> Great story, Mark. Um, it's just that posturing is so just like uh, makes my skin crawl. My heroes didn't look like yours. He says it twice to really emphasize it. He's like, no, no. Yeah. I looked up to black people, not like you. My heroes didn't look like yours. Like, it's I, so I think try he's hard. like grasping at some sort of like irony, just saying like my heroes are c- really complicated people. Um, maybe on some level, on some level, or I think he's, like he's trying to go for that. Are yeah, people who aren't winning, um, or who who their victories come with a great cost. Um, and they have like people with substance or something. Um, I think he's like kind of trying to, trying to say that, uh, a little bit. Um, I mean, the first line of the song is when I grew up, criminals were my heroes. Yeah. He says that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's there from the beginning, you know? Yeah. But he doesn't like necessarily talk about what that means. Um, I mean, in some ways, like in another Macklemore song, he would maybe find a way to talk about um, how the recording industry sort of like um, capitalized on gangster rap and then like made this like feedback loop of like culture and life, or at least the way that uh, the culture is represented um, Mm -hmm. and like the like vicious cycle there um, that I've heard a lot of people speak out about. uh, like uh, curating what gets to be popular from black people in the media mm-hmm. um, and saying like, Oh, we want to like, we want this image to be, <laughs> to be the thing that um, gets out there. And um, I don't necessarily know how to like uh, thread that needle appropriately. I know there's a lot of people who have spoken about it a lot more eloquently than, than I have um, or can possibly. Um, but he there's another song where maybe he would have like tried to talk about that and then, and then stepped in it. Right. Um, yes. And then made it worse. And I kind of respect that he doesn't go there. Um, mm-hmm. But it also just raises a lot of questions of like, what is the purpose of the song? Why are you singing about this? Is this just a song about cred? Um, right. Yeah. He never gets into like the most interesting part of what this song could have been is like, why are these your heroes? Ben, Right. He never like really talks about it at all. He, yeah. I mean, I, I forget if we learned very much from his biography about if he was actually very poor growing up. It looks like he grew up in um, Capitol Hill in Seattle, which I don't think is like, was the most, most affluent neighborhood, but I don't think it was like, he says in a song that he had an MPC at 16, which I believe is like an assault rifle. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if that would be a weird thing to lie about. Yes, um, it would. <laughs> and it sounds expensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he says it was hip hop's fault. 
Yeah, I. He, he, I think he's. Hmm. I think he thinks that he's saying that phrase ironically, and it's in parentheses right. in the genius. And I think it might be like in a different, like an intruding voice or like a um, different sound sample or something. Right. Right. But it yeah. kind of is like he is kind of saying it too, like kind of the message of the song too like he wants to have his cake and eat it exactly uh, he wants it both ways yeah um, um which is i yeah it's just in context of how often in his early career he would like demonize gangster rap mm-hmm. um totally and ha- talk about how harmful it is in very unnuanced ways yes um and then to, for this song <laughs> to like want to undo that early work that he did and, and like give a different perspective um, while also condemning and condoning it and getting credit for it and being above it and yes, below it. Exactly. It's like, he wants too many things. He does <laughs> just try to have a consistent goal or viewpoint yeah. or something. Ben. Um, also yeah. there's some uh-huh. real cringe worthy lyrics right at the beginning. Um <sighs> He describes himself as a mix mix of Casper, Harold, Hunter, and De Niro. Okay. Um, apparently, Casper and Harold Hunter are from the movie Kids, which is like that famously um, shocking, like sensationalist movie, I believe. Um, I don't uh, know this movie. Let's see. 1995. It's a coming of age drama. A group of teenagers in New York City, they are characterized as hedonists who engage in sexual acts and substance abuse over the course of a single day. Ben Detrick, the New York Times, has described the film as Lord of the Flies with skateboards, nitrous oxide, and hip-hop. The okay. film was deemed controversial upon its release in 95 and caused public debate over its artistic merit. It received an NC-17 rating from the MPAA. Um, it sounds like it's like euphoria at the, of the time, you know, the TV oh. show. Is that what that show is about? I think it's supposed to be about that. Interesting. Maybe with less skateboards. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Hmm. Anyway, so well, uh, he, that's who he thinks why, himself. Why is this cringe worthy? Well, it's just like... Speak on that. I think anytime you describe yourself as a mix of three peop- of two people and then De Niro is like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> come, come on. Just... Yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> How about just don't? <laughs> yeah, that's that's basically it. Should we talk about grime? Yes, we should talk about grime. Your money on codeine. I ain't judging, enjoy your life. But that shit is killing people, ain't a soul but price. Hit the club, get the bag, man, I know that's right. But let me teach your young bloods how to hold the mic. I'm older, right? Never had a poltergeist and still slap a rapper like a white dolomite. Like a white dolomite. Cool. Cool, Ben. Thanks. Yeah, I think he's he's being tongue-in-cheek. He's being a little clever. I think there's more clever moments in, in this album. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, sorry, in this song and in this album. But, like, uh, I think this is him getting as close to his, like, thrift thrift shop charm yeah um it's it's not as good but that's the the idea of this song um yeah he says well i'm an uh, alley cat some say a dirty rat on my side is my gat but i'm lying about that right yeah i 
that's he's undercutting the sort of like fun. masculine posturing. Um, um, I have a sound sample here. Marinara brick oven on the terrace with the goat cheese. You flatbread from Panera, don't approach me. Coasting, David Blaine on that beat, floating. Oh, geez, don't make a motherfucker OD. That outfit, that's a no. <laughs> that's that's funny. Yeah, that's like really silly. Uh, you flatbread from Panera, don't approach me. <laughs> and he's actually doing some rhyming, you know? Yeah, David Blaine on that beat floating. Um, yeah, I I think it's fun. I, yeah. I enjoy these moments. This used to be a lot more of what he did. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I appreciate it. But um, still buying bootleg Gucci from China. That's so weird. Um, Donate most, but still throw it on consignment. What? What? Okay, why are you talking about why? Why? It's like I think he's, you're he's trying to say that consignment he... shops. Cool. Thanks a lot, Ben. <laughs> that is good to know. Uh, red carpet. Jeff Goldblum's behind us, and they ain't got a clue that these ain't real diamonds. I think, I think they might have a I clue, think, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> they might have an inkling. Um, he's trying to self-deprecate uh, himself in a posturing way. And Mm -hmm. I think there's moments that are, that are fun in the song where he does that. Um, But um, it's never quite as effective as him in his prime. Yeah. And also he like segues from there into just being very sanctimonious. Um, Oh geez. Don't make a motherfucker. OD. that outfit. That's a no for me. If you're going to do drugs, I can suggest some, but I wouldn't spend that much of your money on coding, I ain't judge and enjoy your life, but that shit is killing people and it's overpriced. <laughs> the rhetorical weight of like <coughs> putting it at the end of that phrase and just like as if that were the main like problem with it is like it's I, killing people, but it's overpriced. <laughs> I I think that is the joke that he is trying to make. Like if you're going to if you're gonna fuck up your life, at least do it in a thrifty like cash conscious way. I think that's like the bit. Um, like at, at, at least like, don't like throw your money away um, on um, designer drugs. Like but, get something that's, but it's not designer drugs. It's codeine. It's like, I don't know what codeine is. It's cough syrup. It's like lean. It's purple drink. It's, um, Oh, so he's saying that's too expensive. Okay. Yeah. So that is confusing then. Cause that is like, not, it's not like it's, blow or like i guess fentanyl is pretty cheap it's not like it's um what's an expensive drug i don't even know um it's not an expensive drug yeah it's as far as i know like because you can get it at like pharmacies and stuff and uh yeah i don't know yeah that doesn't make any sense then i don't i don't get it I think maybe the the worst part of this song is him trying to posture and then be woke at the same time yes. and then like undercut his own posturing but like having his mixed messaging is here these rappers so emotive grown emoji face crying all on their socials and i ain't hating i guess i'm just old school we suppress feelings and scrap to right after homeroom oh. that is so vile <laughs> yeah he's like trying to like shame these men for not being like old school like patri- patriarchally like suppressed um, men. Um, that's like he literally his, says like, suppress feelings. He's like, yeah, you. Yeah. He, he's like conscious. He like knows enough to use that language of like 
This is what you should be doing. You should be shoving those feelings, suppress them. It's like, that's what the fuck? And, yeah, and it's like not, it's not posturing to like, know that you're suppressing feeling. Like the whole point is to say, I don't even have feelings to suppress. Exactly. Um, I'm cold. I'm cool. Yes. Um, and I think that's what he's trying to do, but it's just like, it's not clever. Um, and it's not clever. And it comes. I don't know what he's trying to do. Yeah. Cause it's like, you might think that he's like kind of being ironic about it, but it comes right after these lines. I remember they were saying I'd be a one hit wonder 40 platinum later, boy, they were wrong about the number. Nah, nah. I'm so focused. The pen is so potent. The beachfront look like I own the whole ocean. Pull up in that skirt, skirt. The door opens the mink coat dragon on the floor. I ain't even notice. He's like bragging about how successful he is. And then, right. And right from there, he segues into these rappers. So emotive, grown men emoji. Like, grown <sighs> fellas, is it gay to use emoji? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> but also, Macklemore thought he was gay and supports the gays and loves us so right. much and thought he was gay. Yeah. Like, I don't think he understands the levels of irony that he is trying to navigate. I don't think he can juggle that much at the same time. Yeah. I don't think he's capable of it. Um, yeah. Uh, so yes. that's the worst part. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't mind the misogyny. Uh, it's the, the, um, the reach of trying to be misogynistic and be unmisogynistic and be self-aware all at the same time. It's mm-hmm. like, you aren't capable of doing that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Kendrick Lamar can do that. Um, and even sometimes it feels a little sweaty coming from him, like, especially mm-hmm. on his last album, <laughs> but it's like, I know like where his heart is and that's, and that helps me listen to it and right. appreciate it. Um, but Macklemore is, yeah. So, um, uh, when he tries to be an ally or tries to posture, um, it usually is just so, um, suspect. Yes, exactly. Um, so we're we need guests. to talk about Eminem and I, what? two peas in a pod, guests in the oh. culture. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we need to talk about tears. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do you want to just? Are there other ones we need to talk about before them? No, no, no. Let's okay. let's let's tears. let's rush through. Let's talk about okay. tears. Tears. Codependent before we even had a friendship. Had a dozen of you already loved you. I couldn't stop. Got on the metro, stumbling the third and pine block. Hit the Mickey D's, puked all over the restaurant. Our first date was already running from the cops. Like, I ride with you, lie for you, my tried and true love I never knew. Uh. It kills me to think of a life without you. But sometimes I wonder if you want me to die too. Yes. So, this is what we were alluding to earlier. Ma- Macklemore. The second person is alcohol. Fucks alcohol. <laughs> and he yeah. thinks he's being so clever. <sighs> yeah. He, he is. And then at the end, at yeah. the very end of the song, he says, it's, I actually found out that it was me that's the problem. I always thought the problem was you and couldn't believe when I learned that the whole time my issue was me because he's an alcoholic. He talks about the being pre predisposed to like being a genetically alcoholic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know enough about that to really speak on that. Me um, either. Yeah. I mean, it's, I feel like biological essentialism is pretty much always problematic, but 
Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know how to talk constructively about that, but we did the, right. get this, get this great little one line, which I think could be a, a, a soundboard sound sample. Are you ready mm, for this? Yes, please. Bitch, you killed my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> The gay uncle or a different one? Oh, my God. I don't know. Um, yeah. Bitch, you killed my uncle. This is where the song, like his uh, his handle on being, like, he t- tries to take the metaphor too far. He has this, like, decades-long, like, love affair with this woman who is alcohol. Yes. And then somewhere in the story, this woman kills his uncle. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> This metaphor is overextended. <laughs> like that no, that is not I don't a normal. Think so. No. <laughs> Doesn't seem overextended. That is not a normal thing that happens in 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 the course of a um a bumpy relationship. Yes. <laughs> a problematic relationship. Yeah, he's Again, he like wants to but have you it. broke up. <laughs> yes. He wants yeah, to have it both ways. My uncle. Because he he wants to personify it in in a very literal way, but he he keeps doing things that like make it impossible to do. Um, so um, you'd always post in the Grabbed kitchen. You by your neck, even though yes. we just met. Held you, you close, felt the fire burn my throat. Um, but then later he says, codependent before we even had a friendship, had a dozen of you already loved you. I couldn't stop. It's like that, that doesn't, you, <laughs> it doesn't work. Ben, Benjamin, <laughs> this is yeah you're just like yeah hmm. uh, did you kill my uncle you can, bet you kill my fucking uncle. trouble yes <laughs> socially acceptable and oh so subtle like killing an uncle <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> oh my god that was so subtle <laughs> how she shot that guy uh, um okay that's the main reason I wanted to yeah. talk about this song. It's just a nice little bow tie of um, uh, a, a good callback right. to Macklemore's earlier discography. Yes. Um, I kind of want to talk about we Lost. We talk about God's Will. Okay. I was thinking of maybe okay. trying to fit in do, Lost. I got to go soon. Yeah. It's just, let's but, just listen yeah, to the sound sample. It. It's very old man yells at Cloud. Uh, and we'll just listen to sounds. I believe it that. Need a news crew just to trend on YouTube. We're obsessed with our public image more than staying connected right. to our fucking spirit. And if you listen nowadays, you fucking hear it. Same drums, same melodies, and fuck the lyrics. Scroll, scroll, refresh, refresh. Turn it off. Yeah, I forgot. You're right. That's the dance now. Scroll, scroll, refresh, refresh. That's the dance now. Yeah, now do it again. That's the dance. Oh my God. Cameron, you know me. I am no fan of social media or websites or the fucked up ways that people monetize attention and our data. But this is, this is so dumb. And it's like, I, there's a podcast I listen to where it comes up a couple times, but they're like, nowadays is one of those like prime dumb guy words. <laughs> Anytime you hear someone use the word nowadays, you know, it's going to be really, really like primo dumb shit. Um, I was trying to pull up a sound sample of, um, I mean, we don't even look at porn <laughs> on our computer anymore. Yes, it's <laughs> exactly it that. Phones. Yes. I, 
<laughs> I was trying to trying to pull that up, but you know, uh, it's hard to find it because it's a licensed Netflix product. Yes, it is. <laughs> product. Oh, and third season's coming out soon. Oh, can't um, wait. Can't wait. Um, yes. So God's God's <laughs> God's will. Refresh. <laughs> Scroll. Yeah, God's refresh. God's will. Dogs will. On the gas and push to start the button. Everything I thought I always wanted, everything it wasn't. Never know that God is everything until you lose sight of Him. Yeah. Never know that God is everything until you lose sight of Him. Said it's written on my face, I can't play it off. I got so much on my plate, I can't shake it off. But I'm built for this. I'm built for this. You know, you, you you never know what you've got till it's gone. They paved God and put up a parking lot. <laughs> never know that God is everything until you lose sight of him. Macklemore is not sorry that he tricked you. He's a Christian. Surprise. I think he did that earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I feel so... It, it's hard to talk about religion um, sometimes because I don't want to accidentally fall into some sort of um, Islamophobia or Mm anti-Semitism or religious intolerance. Uh, And it's like really hard to know how to talk about this stuff without Mm -hmm. um, like offending or or, uh, uh, being offensive to like a wide swaths of people. Um, So I don't know. I'm going to do my best here. Um, when Marx talked about like religion being like the sigh of the oppressed creature, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. I, I get offended when successful people uh, talk about religion. Um, yes. Publicly. Yeah. Because it, it, it feels like it, it is more egotistical to talk about God's will as a successful person. Um, then, then to say, I earned this. I pulled myself up by it my bootstraps. Yeah. I don't like that either. But to say it's not enough for me as an individual to like have earned this or become, to be dominant. I need to have a cosmology that, that puts me here. Um, that, that makes it so I deserve it too. And some profound, like, yeah, like, like, again, it's like the theme of having things both ways. It's like this faux humility of like, oh, I didn't earn this. God just like gave it to me. It was God's right. will that I have this, which is just like it was, extra. It's, it's not just, enough for me to dominate, yeah. Um, like all of creation <laughs> has has dictated that yes. I should dominate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't have to take responsibility for like what I did to get here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. It's really it's a really fucked up way to think about. Um, <laughs> It is. <laughs> uh, the people around you and yourself. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's um, it's so, uh, just theism is so fraught and it becomes, it's just like anti-pluralistic, uh, you know, mm-hmm. because the moment you start talking about God, you're talking about the like other people. Um, mm-hmm. Totally. Know? Yeah. And like the reality that they're in, that you're asserting that they're in. Yeah. Uh, and. Yeah, it's. <laughs> And it comes after, like, all this just, like, lazy bullshit, like, braggadocio stuff. Including lines like, if I raised some rich, spoiled white girls in the first place, yeah, leave a legacy, one worth remembering. What? He's talking about only, like, leaving his daughters, like, enough money to survive. 
um, or like like to to give some oh, generational wealth on it. Syntactically comes in the yeah. line before. Leave my kids just enough because I'll fail them the worst way if I raise some rich white girls in the first place. Yeah. Okay. So he talks about that mean redistributing gonna, like, his the, wealth. Is he going to like donate it to he, a church apparently or something? He's a philanthropist. Yeah. <laughs> If you look, uh, if you he look up to who focus on like, the family and Stormfront.org. He gives to the fucking Clinton Foundation. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Like, that's, like, on his website. <laughs> Great. Love it. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. You gotta go in um, two minutes. Macklemore, don't make any more albums. Um, Mackle, I'm done. <laughs> how about Mackle-less? <laughs> I'm done less. listening to you. <laughs> Mackle-less from now on, please. Try Mackle-less. <laughs> try Mackle-less. You've tried Macklemore. Now try Mackle-less. Okay. Thanks for listening, y'all. Um, we'll be back next week with something we haven't decided yet, but we don't have time to discuss yeah, it we'll here. Um, in the meantime, you can support us in a number of different ways. You can go on the Apple podcast thing, write us a review, hit those stars. Um, you can support us even more directly by going to support.box at that website and giving us a few bucks every month. Um, you get access to our weekly mini show called What's in the Box Weekly. This week, we talked about White Lotus Season 2 and four, count them, four different movies. Um, it's a real blitz. And um, the other thing you should do is listen to Cameron's other podcast. It's called Get Up in the Cool. Just do it already. I tell you every single week. And Just um, do it. Just do it. And we have a new patron on Patreon. It oh, is great. Rena. So thanks, Rena. You support us. Thank you so much. We love that. Thank you so much. Um, the inner circle. The inner circle. Yes. Until next week, I've been Maddie Hunt. And bitch, you killed my uncle. <laughs> I've been Cameron Dewitt. And as an Oregonian, I think the most offensive thing that Macklemore has ever said is when he admitted to having beachfront property. <laughs> Fuck yes. that. Cancel Macklemore. Exactly. <laughs>